You're listening to the Northfield Podcast with your host, Caleb Gordon, and we are tackling issues of family, faith, and culture, all from a biblical worldview. Sit back, buckle up, and let's go. Find out more at calebgordon.org. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, I want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee. Listen, it's like 112 degrees here in Bartlesville. And you know what would really hit the spot? It'd, it'd be a, a Falls Trail. It, it's this cold coffee iced drink. It's just fantastic. Now, check these guys out, outpostcoffeeco.com. So this last week I went to, to Falls Creek. I was at church camp for the week, and uh, one of the evenings we had a guest speaker come in the cabin, and her name was Leanne Martin, and she shared her testimony uh, of being a young girl, 15 years old, and, and, and a pregnant mama at 15 years old, and talking about um, adoption, abortion, um, teen pregnancy, and her testimony was just it was just a captivating testimony, and so I invited her to come be on the podcast and share her story and just a little bit more, you know, dive a little bit deeper into a conversation about her testimony. So I pray that this this conversation encourages you this week. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast, Mrs. Leanne Martin. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, so for those that are listening, uh, we are presently at False Creek Work Camp, and we're <laughs> we're actually recording this, you know. I don't even know what this is. It's the storage room. Cook quarters. It's the cook. It's the cook quarters. Yeah, that's it. And and so um, if you hear pots clanking in the background, the cooks are making us uh, dinner. So, uh, but I mean, I, I just uh, as you guys heard on the, on the intro to to the podcast here, I just um, last night I heard uh, Leanne's testimony and, and just um, what how God impacted her and how she's done some incredible things. Um, and been through some incredible things um, and how God's using her mightily to, to save babies. And so I just want to um, introduce Leanne here and just and just give us a 30,000 foot view of your story, your testimony, how Jesus got a hold of you and, and all, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay. Well, um, I was a teenage mom, had my son at 16, um, finished high school, went to college, um, was raped in college and um, had an abortion um, because of that rape and um, tried to live life that I thought was um, a survival mode. Yeah. It wasn't, I was just existing, I wasn't living. Um, I was involved, used alcohol to survive that life. Yeah. Um, I ended up cutting the inside of my legs because I could control the pain of that where I couldn't control the pain and the issues going around me. Yeah. And that was something I could control. So I'm interested. I'm going to come back to that in a minute because okay. I want to. When you say you control that pain, that to me, when I hear the idea of cutting myself, I don't see that as controlling the pain. I know you you inflict it. Maybe that's what you mean. But I, I was mm-hmm. just like that when I heard that. I was like, that's still gonna hurt. So yeah, it does hurt. It does hurt. But it's a it's a hurt that you can control. I I caused that. I can I can control how deep and how long and how far that pain goes. Yeah where I couldn't control the pain that was going on around me and sure. in me. Sure. And so um, went through um, trying to survive that, um, met a gentleman, um, thought meeting a, a man that was good and wholesome would um, fix everything. Yeah. And um, it didn't, it just made it where 
my secrets were even darker yeah. and more ugly to me because he was such a wholesome, um, good man. Yeah. And um, so I continued to survive on alcohol and um, prescription medications to go to sleep and wake up. Yeah. Um, and then in um, 2007, the child I gave birth to at 16 um, drowned in a fishing accident in the Red River between Oklahoma and Texas. Um, and um, the significance of that not only was the loss of my only child, but the fact that the date of his death was also the date of my abortion in 1991. Yeah. And so um, Satan used that to completely destroy me at yeah. one point in my life because I lost everything. My family, I lost multiple jobs, um, I lost myself, yeah. and um, but God in 2014, Come on. Come on. Um, he put people in my life that um, were very strategic in his plan, because yeah. um, I'm pretty stubborn. So uh, <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yes, yes. And um, put me in places that um, gave me, um, helped me understand who God was, mm -hmm. and that the lies that the enemy had been telling me were, that what they are, lies. Yeah. They were from the pit of hell. Yeah, come on. And that um, there is mercy and there is grace even in the midst of an abortion experience. Yeah. Um, and so um, it was in a class that I took at Hope Pregnancy called Forgiven and Set Free, mm -hmm. um, where I learned the true characteristics of who God is yeah. and learned who the truth is behind who Jesus Christ is um, and what he says he will do. And that's what he does in our lives. He comes to restore and re reconcile us back to God. That's why he died on the cross for us. And um, I wanted to meet that man that was willing to die for me on the cross. Yeah. And um, so I live my life for him every day. And um, I wake up every day going, okay, God, I'm your vessel. Use me. Come on. And so, so. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so a I, quick I want, synopsis. That's a, so I, what I would like to do is I want to jump back a little bit. And we're okay. going to talk about, so 1986. Uh, six. Mm -hmm. You're 14, 15? 15 years 15 old. 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And so you... Obviously, dating, seeing somebody, yes, and 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 that leads to you becoming pregnant, pregnant mm -hmm. with with this young man. Yeah. And what what was your thought process when you became at four, 15 years old? What were you doing at 15? Like, what was your what was your life? Revolved? Well, I was a cheerleader. I played basketball. I was in the band in my school. So you were very active. I was in very all, active. all the things of school. Mm -hmm. So did you have some scholarships lined up? Some scholarships mm -hmm. lined up? Yeah, for, we had. I you know I had. Um, I had band scholarships. I had, um, you know, cheerleading scholarships. I had goals. Yeah. I had a five-year goal. I had a ten-year goal. Yeah. Um, and then, all of a sudden, I find myself pregnant. Yeah. But here's here's the here's the thing about it. I knew I was pregnant, but I was in such denial of it that I was five months when we found out. I literally wouldn't eat during the day to keep from gaining weight. Yeah. And then lay in bed at night, telling my child, "I'm sorry." But I just can't. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so, because um, I was definitely afraid of what my parents were going to say. Sure. Um, I have good parents. I have yeah. great parents, and they they responded very well. They did what they knew to do. Sure. You know. And at first, we were going to go to the Temple's Children Home, and I was going to have my child, and then my child was going to be placed for adoption. So I, I love that 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 you had parents because man, there's so many parents out there that if that happens, they're like. Hey, listen, abortion's an option. Right. Even inside the church. Right. Which which is just mind-boggling to me right. because, I, I, man, it's just crazy to me. But, um, so, there's this um, this moment where 
you you sit down with your parents and they say we're going to take him to be adopted and you find out because mm-hmm. they they do an ultrasound right right so they're at the hope you're at the you're at the no te- I, I, at that time temple. in 86 temple. we didn't even know that a hope pregnancy type organization existed yeah. so we were just at a regular doctor and they do an ultrasound because we have to have one before we go make any further progress with um, being sent to Temple Children's Home. Right. And they discover, um, they show us that it's a boy. And um, now, see, this is an interesting aspect because I heard this last night. You grew up in a house full of girls. Yeah. And so you had this this, this moment. Moment of hope. <laughs> you had a moment of hope. Yeah. And, you, and you said on your way home from the doctor yeah. to your mom. I asked mom, you think dad would let me keep him? And because he, he'd never had a boy. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, go ahead and tell us. And so um, she said she would talk to him, and ultimately my dad said yes. And on September 28th, 1986, mm. 7 pounds, 14 ounces, I gave birth to Billy. Billy, wow. Yeah. So so Billy grew up, and mm-hmm. and, and did that, having a child, did that, caught, did that hamper you or stop you from being able to do the things you were doing? No, I went to college. I, I was a cheerleader at college. I played basketball. I did I did everything that a normal college student would have done just with a child. You just had a baby with you. Yeah. So uh, there was a, there was challenges, yeah, because yeah. you're a mom. Sure. Um but um I still could have I mean I still got an education. I still um achieved goals that I that I set. Mm-hmm. And um so it's it's doable. That's it's doable because society wants to tell you that exactly. your life is over, that you're not gonna be able to accomplish what you have set out. That's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. Um People react to an immediate reaction with an abortion. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is that an abortion is not an immediate solution. It's a lifetime bondage. It really is, yeah. Because it puts you into, I mean, all life is created by God. Come on. And it's, we're all in the image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. And when we do something to end that life, it changes the whole cycle of everything that our body knows what to do because we were created to praise God and to honor God. And you know what? When a woman becomes pregnant, even if she has an abortion, her body doesn't forget that she's pregnant. Yeah, wow. And so that DNA is always, and that memory is always there. I love that you said that DNA because yeah. the DNA that's inside of you, that because women right now, the, the big thing is my body, my choice. Right. But the body that's inside of you is not your body. Right. It's a body that has its own DNA. It has its own unique DNA. And most people don't realize that at the moment, and I think this is such a beautiful picture, our God is so creative. Because at the moment of conception, when that sperm and that egg connect, there is a spark of light. Yes. Come on. And he tells us to be the light to the world. And we start out as that. And at that very moment, our height, our eye color, our hair color, all of that's decided. How many days we're going to be on this earth is already decided. That woman didn't decide that. God decided that. Yeah. And so who are we to say Amen. when and how that child is not going to be here? 100%. And so, and I can, and people look at me like I'm crazy because I've had an abortion. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that what I did was right. Right. You know, so I, I want to go because so let's fast forward. Okay. So you're you're a mom. You're going through college. Mm-hmm. You're getting things going, and you, you realize, okay, I want to start dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and you you think this is going to be the time. And you right. you said last night in your in your testimony that you wanted to do this right. Right. You didn't want to mess it up. You wanted to do it right. You were going to court him in a like in a, in a group, biblical way. In a biblical way. Yeah. And you wanted to go on a. You're going to go. Uh, 
on dates in groups. In groups. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you met him at the theater. You mm-hmm. met him at the place to eat restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so tell us a little bit about that, what happened with all that. Well, um, that wasn't what he wanted to do. And so he, he didn't see the, he thought it was too extreme. So he thought you were, he thought you what you're doing was crazy. Yeah. He said this isn't this isn't normal. This right. Isn't, but and, and he, did he claim to, to know Christ? He was a pastor's son. Oh wow. Okay. So he, he claimed to know he claimed to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, one night he decided that's not how he wanted to do things. Wow. And um, he came to my um, apartment and um, I let him in. Yeah. And um, when he tried to to do things differently and I said no and asked him to leave um, that's when his whole it was like a complete different Switch. person came out mm. that I didn't even know and you know the last words that that young man said to me as he walked out of my door was your trash to me and your trash to God and I truly believed that wow. nobody would ever believe me I mean he's a pastor son who's gonna believe you I had already messed up my life with being a teenage mom you know, and, and because I hid it, so I lied. And so the trust that people should have had in me wasn't there. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if I've ever gotten any of that back because of the mistakes I made because of hiding everything because of my abortion. Yeah. It's, so, it's a, you, okay, so tell us about that. Because what you weren't intending on, or, or let, me, let me ask this, were you intending you found out you were pregnant right. as a result of this right. this thing that happened. Were you intending on getting an abortion? Not intending on. I wanted to know some information. I was trying to figure out all my options because, sure. I mean, I've already devastated my mom and dad once with yep. a pregnancy, an unplanned pregnancy. Yep. How in the world could I do it, you know, again? Okay. Um, and who was going to believe that, I mean, truly, who was going to believe that I was raped? Right, right. I'm dating this guy. Yeah. You know, who who would they, I mean, yeah, no one's, yeah, all sure. he had to say was that it was consensual. We were dating. Yeah. And so um, mm. I went to a friend um, that I thought would have my best interest at heart. And I, I honestly think she did because I just don't think she realized the devastation of an abortion. If you haven't been through one, yeah. sometimes you just truly can't grasp it. Right. And um, her brother was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to his clinic and he told me that, um, he was going to give me some medicine that would um, make me sleep for just a little bit, and he was going to take care of my problem. He was going to make sure I was okay, and that everything would be okay in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up, that's when he told me that I, my problem was gone. I didn't have to worry about it anymore. And um, that so had, uh, when before you went under, was it like hey, I, I'm, it was in the back of your mind that it might happen as a yeah. proportion? Okay, okay. Yeah, but I thought no, he's just gonna make things. You know, you just, he's just gonna check things. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You're in such denial. Yeah. You know, because you're in such a crisis mode. Yeah. That you can't even think, and um, and so then when I woke up and the realization of what had happened to me, um, crushed me. So, you know, that was my next question: Is how did you? What once the, once you came to the realization? Oh, crud! I, I just and it ended a life. I just ended a life that got created. How did how did that? What what were the next feelings? Next things that you were going through? I asked God to kill me. Oh, Please wow. take me. Um, I walked out of that clinic, thinking that everybody in the world saw the the shadow of death that had was on me. And I honestly thought I stunk. I really, really thought I smelled like death. Like physically, you thought you yeah. smelled 
Because I have smelled. Yes, okay. I thought I smelled different. Yeah. And I've been that way ever since. Yeah. And it was until I came to the realization that Jesus' blood truly, truly makes you white as snow mm-hmm. and covers all sin. Then I realized that I have a sweet fragrance finally when I come before the Lord. So prior to this, were you trying to figure out a way to work to make oh, yourself yeah. better? Oh yeah. I was so, always I was always the happy one. I was always the yeah, this sure. and I I mean I've got a work ethic like nobody's business because I was gonna be better than anybody else because I had to. I was trying to figure out but at the same time I was also almost just to the point of I knew I was going to hell, and I just had to live with it. Oh, so you 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 resolved and said, "Listen, I'm I'm, I'm hell bound." Yeah. And because and because of the abortion. Yeah. Man, um, golly. I mean, first... I lost because of life decisions I've made mm-hmm. from all of this, and then then losing my child just quadrupled everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've lost my family, and it, it's not their fault. It's my fault because I made decisions and did things that hurt them, yeah. that um, caused them to not trust me. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things. So I lost everything. And it's literally by the grace of God that I'm still married to the man that I'm married to. Again, he was that wholesome guy. Yeah. That, that was my next thing. So you've, you've had the abortion. You're going through life just trying to make it. I wasn't going through life. I was just... Something. A de- walking Dead person. Okay. Yeah. If walking you, Dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the show, so yeah. I, I get, I get the get reference. That. I get you the get reference. That. So you're, you're going through this as, I mean, literally just, you're moving forward, but there's no life. There's no spark. There's nothing no. there. You know the commercial where for depression meds where they've got the, the stick that they're holding up with the face that's got the smile on yeah. it, but behind? Yep. That was my life. Okay. That was my life. So you meet this man. Mm-hmm. John. John. Mm-hmm. And tell me about that encounter um <laughs> it's really kind of funny because we met through a mutual friend okay and um we got married in 30 days oh wow <laughs> do you recommend that <laughs> no i don't recommend that but like i said by the grace of god um we have a fabulous marriage yeah um we've you guys survived been married for how long 25 years 25? november 25th oh awesome yeah Very 25 and cool. 25 so well, yeah that's awesome um he's a he's a hard worker he yeah. loves the lord um he loves me yeah you know and i just never thought i would have that yeah. and honestly i think um in the beginning i was so eager to get married because he was so nice to me i was afraid it was going to go away go away okay yeah and it was a desperation Okay. Um, and so I've grown very deeply in love with him over the time. Good. Awesome. Um, so you're in the middle of all, you get married uh-huh. and you, you'd said that, you know, you're in the middle of this and it's still there oh, it's that still, all this stuff is and happening. And he knows none of this. He doesn't know. So he didn't, didn't know. It, no, he okay. knew none of it. Wow. Okay. And, um, then, so we get married and, um, um, when my son was 20, um, which would have been 2007. Yep. He um, drowned, and John walked with me through all of that, yeah. all of that. And when I um, came to know the Lord and God started using me um, in the pregnancy um, center work, that's when I sat down with John and said, you know, hey, here's what's going on. And how did um, he how did he respond to that? He cried. Yeah. He cried because um, that's not what he sees when he sees people. Come on. And um, that's so awesome. It Love is. That. It like is. That's that's the idea of like legitimate 
godly or godly Christ-centered biblical marriage. Yeah. Even though you're a mess. Yeah. Your He's spouse my Gomer. Still, still loves you. Yeah. He's my Gomer. Yeah. yeah. He's my Gomer. I love that. Yes, that's a perfect illustration. Yeah. Love that. That's awesome. And you know, it's it's so sweet to look at him. Um, bless his heart, because I've been at you know Foss Creek speaking every day, and it's late nights and early days, and so we we haven't got to see as much of each other, sure. and um, he truly misses me. So that's Aww, that's, that's a good sweet. Thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but you know, when you can look at someone that you are so madly in love with, but it's a love that's built on God. Yeah. It's a different kind of love. So, you guys are married. Mm-hmm. Things are cruising along. You go to this workshop it's a, what, what, no it's a tuesday morning bible okay, study tuesday, okay mm-hmm. i apologize i couldn't remember no, that's exactly. okay yeah so it's a tuesday morning bible study mm-hmm. with some ladies yep it's a at our church at first baptist ardmore we have a tuesday morning bible study and it's the all the communities around ardmore these precious women come yeah. to this bible study every tuesday morning and they worship the lord together and they dig deeper into his word yeah. and they're just an amazing group of women sounds off we have a group of ladies with my wife goes at first baptist bartlesville uh-huh and there's they have they have a yeah. They, they and you know, I, I circled the parking lot three times before I went in because I was like, they're not going to accept me. They're not going to accept Oof, me. Come on. But they loved me in a love that I I never experienced. Yeah, that was my next question. Did they accept you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to this day, they're, they're my greatest prayer warriors. And they support me and love me and encourage me. And, you know, at first it made me mad. I was like, who are these people to love me like this? These people are crazy. You've been crazy. looking for this kind of love. Yeah, and then you get it, and you're like... I don't want it. What? This is... No! What? What? <laughs> and they just... They never gave up on me. Awesome. Never gave up on me. So cool. So, okay. So, you're in the middle of this... Is this where you meet Jesus? Is in this... No, I met Jesus okay, tell me about that. in a combination. The truths that they were sharing with me. Yep. And then I started going to um, Hope Pregnancy to a Forgiven and Set Free class, which is a post-abortive Bible study. It's sure. 13 weeks long. Okay. Between those two things, and um, and then one day, <laughs> on a Monday morning, I had this knock on my front door that I swear was a man, but it was my pastor's wife. <laughs> she was knocking on my front door. She's like, hey, I want to invite you to Sunday school, because they had given her my name. And I'm like, you don't want me in your Sunday school. And she said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And so, Miss Judy Fannin, I have been in our Sunday school ever since. Awesome. And um, between the three, those three programs and those three events in my life changed my entire life. But in the Forgiven and Set Free class, the facilitator told me a statement that changed everything. She said, and she called me by name, which, you know, when you're alone in yourself and in your darkness and in your sin, when you're in that pit, you, you don't hear your name very often. Yeah. Because you hear ugly, you hear worthless, you hear um, sinner, you hear murderer, you hear all the things that Satan's calling you. And she said, Leanne Martin, she said, if you had been the last person on earth with your abortion, with all of the lies, all the deceit, getting pregnant outside of marriage, he still would have died for you. And I thought... Well, that man's crazy. But then I went home. It's a, it's and a I'm good like, kind of crazy. <laughs> it is. But I got home and I thought, I want to know that guy. Come on. Yeah. And so I went back with questions because I was raised in a belief system that I knew who God and Jesus was, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who they were. Okay. Yeah. And I was raised in a belief system that the first time you messed up, that you no. lost your salvation. 
See, that just... Oh, theology matters. <laughs> Biblical theology matters. It matters. Oh, my goodness. Because the moment that when my son was at the river and we were searching for him, and they told me that we were going from a search mission to a recovery mission. So that means, when, just so people know, when you move from a search to a recovery, it's no longer looking for life. It's looking for a body. A body. Yeah. And so... And so um, I walked out of the command station, which is the little trailer that they had set up. Yep. And I walked up this little hill overlooking the very body of water that had taken my son. And I screamed at God. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm done with you. You win. Because I fully believed he had taken Billy because I had taken one of his. Now, why why did you believe that? Tell, tell me, the, you mentioned the earlier part of the podcast, but I want to bring it home here. Because Billy drowned on August the 9th, 2007. My abortion was August the 9th, 1991. So Satan just says... Instantly, look, he, he took him. God, God took your son I told because, you you were worthless. Oh, I told man. you he didn't love you. I told you he would destroy you. He was punishing you. He's going to judge you. And God does judge. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, There yeah. is judgment. There Absolutely. is consequences to our actions. Every yep. action has a consequence. Yep. That's why our choices are so, so important. important. Yep. Yeah, so I, this is the one thing I, I've, I've come to realize following the Lord Jesus Christ is he doesn't let us off the hook in our sin. He, con, he convicts. There's conviction. Right. But there's a difference between what Satan says and what Jesus says. Yeah. Jesus will never make you just feel worthless. He'll say, listen, you're a mess, but here's the way out. Right. Here's grace. Here's forgiveness. Here's repentance. Mm-hmm. Here's where you need to go. Here's the mm-hmm. path forward. Satan will leave you in the middle of it saying, listen, you're worthless. Nobody can love you. Right. You're, you're just, I mean, so you have to be careful. It's death, life. Yeah, yeah. Satan is death. Come on. Jesus is life. Yeah. And you know that, that song that, you know, when you called me out of the grave. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's that was me. Yeah. He called me out of the grave. And I, I talk, um, grave clothes are such a significant point in my life. The story of when Jesus called Lazarus out of the grave, yeah. and he said, unbind him, let him go. Mm, yeah. We have to make that choice to take the grave clothes off. Mm. Jesus offers it to us, but we have to take the choice and make the choice to take them off. Jesus is a gentleman. He knocks on that door. It tells us that. He knocks. But we have to make that choice to accept what he offers us. And that was a lot. That's still a lifelong process. There's still days that even even last night driving home, Satan was in my ear. Do you think those kids really listen to you? Who are you to talk to those kids? And I have to tell him. I self-preach. I talk right back to him. (laughs) You go back. You go back. Because... I am forgiven. Yeah. I am accepted. I am loved. I'm the apple of God's eye. Yeah. Even if I was the last person on earth, Jesus still would have died for me. Yeah. And we, we just have to keep, and this is why the, not to, theology matters and having a biblical understanding mm-hmm. that, that Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. Right. And, and by seeking a saving, that means he's, he's redeeming, he's reconciling, right. he's forgiving. I mean, Romans, I think Romans chapter four, blesses a man whose whose sins are not counting against him. Right. Like that's, listen, I mean, is an abortion sin? Absolutely. Just, I mean, but so is lying. So yeah. is overeating. So, is, I mean, these are all things that God says don't do. But society wants to give it yeah. degrees. Yeah. 
Exactly. There's not the levels. foot of the cross levels. is level. Come on. Yes. We yes. all all sin, and I'm not making light of any uh, no. anything. It's all egregious. It's all horrible. Yeah. That, like this. That, when it's all filthy the, rags the to God. Exactly. The degree of sin is every ounce of it is absolutely horrific. Right. To the degree that even our language, Matthew twelve thirty six, every vile, every idle mm-hmm. word that we use is going to be held accountable. held accountable on the day of judgment. If it's not mm-hmm. under the blood of Christ, you have to give an account for it. Right. So your words are just as damaging as if I took a knife and slot. Jesus said, listen, if you if you hate your brother, you're guilty of murder. Right. If you look at someone with lustful intent, you're committed adultery. So, man, how many of us have done, I've done that. Right. Like yeah. we've all we've all looked at somebody with intent that wasn't pure. Right. We've all said something about somebody that we didn't like. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, if you just for a second, man, if I just had the power of God for just two seconds, you know what I'd do? <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what you just did was you just said, I want to murder that person, but you just, you did it in, with intention in your mind. Jesus makes everything about the heart. The heart. He pushes everything back on the mm-hmm. heart and says, okay, listen, if it's, if you can do this in your heart, you're guilty of actually doing it. But so, the world wants to tell you to follow your heart. Oh, Jeremiah... Our heart is a, nothing but deceit. It's just full of deceit and yes. wickedness. It's just, it's bad. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was walking through Walmart the other night, and there was a little girl section, and it was a cute little shirt with a heart on it. It said, girl, follow your heart. And I was like, no. I know. No, don't do that. No. That's a bad idea. Follow Jesus, not your heart. Yes. And so, yeah. oh man. So, okay, so you're, how are you now? Like, two cents, like, that's, I mean, that's, I know that's a, that's a, loaded question but man how are how are things now how are how are you doing i'm good i'm really good because and, and sanctification is it's a big word in my life Amen. because the journey of redemption yes immediately the moment we accept jesus christ in their heart we're saved and we're forgiven yes but sanctification is a lifelong process yes. because we're every day striving to be more and more like jesus so i still fail miserably yeah me i too. still do me too Pastor you know, Caleb, right here. Yeah. A mess. <laughs> but at least I have somewhere to go and say, I am so sorry. This is what I did. This is what I did. And you know, I'm still okay. Yeah. Because I'm not going to hell. That's right. I'm it, going to heaven. Your long home, the eternity, yeah. the long home is set. Yeah. And, and This is just a temporary place. Yep. And there's battles. And there's work for me to do here oh. because God has taken my mess and made it into his message. So you're talking about your work. Let's talk about what you're doing right now. I work at Hope Pregnancy. Okay. I'm the director of the Ardmore Center, and um, that's what I do every day. So tell us about what that looks like. What, so girls come in. They come in with an unplanned pregnancy. Yep. And I sit down with them, and we share all three pregnancy options with them. So what are your pregnancy options? Parenting, okay. adoption, and abortion. And we tell them the truth about abortion. And it's so amazing to be able to sit before these young women and say, you know, I remember being scared out of my wits. And they look at me like, what? You get it. Because I can say terms and use not word verbiage that they're only feeling. And they think that they're the only ones feeling it because that's what Satan's telling them at that moment. And when they hear somebody else bounce that back at them who's on the other side of it, they're like, wait, okay, so I can talk to her. Help me understand. I want to, so, do, are you, when you say it, you say it. Talk, you talk to them about abortions. Mm-hmm. You don't offer them. No. Okay. No. That's we never. I was getting ready to say, wait, this is this this is going to be a totally different conversation no, in a second. No. So I just want to make sure. We never refer out. Thank you. And we never perform any type of form of a 
medical abortion procedure okay. or anything like that. Okay. We don't so provide you just tell control. Them what it is. We don't do any of that. Okay, perfect. We give them the facts behind abortion okay. only. Fantastic. Okay, that's that's the information. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. <laughs> I had just a split second where I was like, this might go weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay. So you're helping them understand adoption is, you know, we're all adopted. Yeah. We're all adopted in the family of Jesus. Yeah. It's a beautiful picture, but society has made it into this ugly picture of DHS pulling these kids out of homes in yep. the middle of the night, yep. sending them to homes that are worse off than they were in already. Yep. The world wants to construe such a beautiful picture. Again, Satan Same. wants to put something in people's mind that construes this beautiful picture of Jesus Christ. We're all adopted. And so we get to sit back and say, let me show you the truth behind abort- uh, adoption. Yeah. Because we work with an agency that allows them to even have a, a say in where that child goes. They get to pick the awesome. family. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And we get to do that every day. Every day. So yeah. how, how do they get a hold of you? If somebody, if somebody hears this, they're like, hey, I'm pregnant. Thinkimpregnant.org. Thinkimpregnant.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, they, and then and they, they can, that, well, we've got more than one center. I'm in Ardmore. Mm-hmm. We have two in Oklahoma City. We have one in Edmond. We have one in Tulsa. And we have a mobile unit um, in Oklahoma City. And we're opening a new center in Alva, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. So there's plenty of information. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming last thank night you. and sharing. And, and thank you for coming back again. So you obviously live close by. Cause you just, I live in Ardmore. So you're not too far from here. 20 minutes from here. No, that's not bad at all. Not yeah, bad. not so, bad at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, um, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us about this. And, and sharing, sharing hope last night with all our students and talking to them about all the... I mean, because I don't think people realize that students, they, they're in the trenches and they see this stuff. Well, and you know, we, we see 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, exactly. you know. I think sometimes, we, especially as Christian parents, we don't think that our, our little babies have not thought about this thing. They're not thinking about this. They're not, they're not, they're not going to talk about this. But in reality, they're going through all those things. It's right there in front of it's them. Right. TV, radio, TikTok. Yep. You know, th- these kids play these School. video games. Yeah. You don't know what the commercials between those video games are. You don't have to really worry about so much of the video game as you do what the content is in between the games. And so it's everywhere around them. So yes, they need to know, but they need to know the truth as in the biblical side of it, not the world side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, um, would you just miss us in prayer? Sure. Thanks. Father God, I just come before us and Lord, thank you. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you that you were willing to die on that cross no matter what is in our past or in our present lives. Father, thank you that you are the creator of life, that you are a God of order, and that you take what seems like chaos and darkness and you make something so beautiful out of it. Yes, Jesus, thank you. Father, I just ask that anyone that might be hearing this podcast at this moment, may they know If they've got an abortion experience, might be thinking about one, or might be in the midst of an unplanned pregnancy, that they're not alone, that you're there for them, and so are we. Give them the courage and the strength to reach out. Father, may this podcast go worldwide and touch hearts that need you. May every word that was said here today 
glorify you and spread the news of Jesus Christ because that's our living hope. Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity for us to come together and have this conversation. Lord, we just love you and we praise you. And I pray all of this in the powerful, mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks again. Thank you. Diversified Systems Resources is a technology company based in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, that's been in business for 39 years. Are you looking for a stable employer, clean office environment, fun teammates, and a day that is always new and exciting? Then email us your resume today at dsrjobs at dsrglobal.com. DSR, we deliver technology.